Welcome to Midnight Menu Plus One. I'm Ray Kanata. And I'm Margot Moss. We're here at Ted's Frost Hop on Claiborne and Calhoun in Uptown New Orleans. Once a week, Margot and I meet here at Ted's and we invite a member of New Orleans restaurant and food community to join us. And we invite them to bring along a plus one, a friend. We never know who that's going to be, and we'll find out tonight. But we do know who our special guest is. I'm, I'm very excited, Margo, to have uh, Woody of Woody's Fish Tacos. going to be speaking with us in a moment. But wondering in the meantime, what you've been up to food-wise, anything since I last spoke with you? Well, what about you? I feel like you always ask me, and I monopolize the... Well, you what know about what, you? You know what, Margo? I'm going to tell you something. I lost my appetite this week. Uh-oh. I lost my appetite over the damn city council and the Go Cup thing. It sickens me. <laughs> and their disingenuousness about, is that word, about saying, no, no, we're not banning Go Cups. We're just, every case that comes up, we're limiting Go Cups. But we don't have a blanket ban. Of course not. That's insane. Why would you think that? Just because everybody's saying it for a reason. So it made me lose my appetite, and I, I really couldn't eat all week. But I did get back to eating at lunch today. I lost a few pounds. I finally got – I finally – I didn't want to die, so I, so I went to uh, my wife. It's my day off. I try to pretend like I'm happy when I'm not and when I'm with her because it's the only day together. And, and so we, we went to um, Surrey's, the original one in the Lower Garden District. Uh-huh. And I had – boy, I had the greatest meal. I had um, – um, it, was, it was a special. It was, it was, it was barbecue pork. With uh, poached eggs with hollandaise sauce on it Ooh. over grits that were they were these grit patties that were instead of like a muffin that was made of grits and jalapenos and it was great because it was a uh, nice size but it wasn't overwhelming because I would have had to clean my plate. Was it in and a bowl? Is it a plate? It was on a it plate. It wasn't like something you pick up. No, and it was perfectly done. And um, and the next table over these three rockabilly girls and they were having a great time eating their food and they just seemed like extra uh, exuberant about it. And I realized it's because they were from out of town because they had a book that was like a guide to road food or something. And they wanted the, um, the chef to sign it because they've been getting everybody to sign the book as they go. I thought, that's a really great idea. You travel around the country. When you go to places that are in the book, you get them to sign it. But anyway, it was, um, it was a really, really good meal. Maybe, was, maybe I just thought that because I hadn't eaten all week because I was fasting over the Go Cup thing. But um, <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it a lot at lunch today. Well, I'm sorry you lost your appetite for a few days. Yeah, the uh, only thing that could bring it back would be Woody's fish tacos. Uh, that, I think. All yeah. right, let let's. Uh, I'm so excited meet to have Woody. him here. I've yeah. I've never met Woody. You've never met Woody. You know, yeah. you haven't lived till you've met Woody. <laughs> <laughs> and, and even better, me Woody's meeting Woody when he's making fish tacos. So you got to go back and do that really really soon. But uh, you'll see why. Woody, great to see you. Great to be here. So glad you're here. I've declared publicly on this show before, I think, I think it was on the show, that, I, that if, I had, uh, if I got some kind of horrible cancer or if the city council was to, was to prevent me from ever eating again, they were to ban <laughs> me from eating, which I think is coming next, um, I, would, um, I, would, I would spend my last meal at Woody's Fish Tacos, I'm telling you. Here's how I know and that. And he's eaten at over 700 restaurants. Yeah, exactly. And he made I mean, this the man who ate New Orleans saying that. Now, I'm so, not going to say that your wow. fish taco is the greatest item of food I've ever had, but here's what I'm going to say about <laughs> it. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say I've never passed your, your fish taco stand without craving one. Now, I, cr- I pass other pl- I have favorite restaurants, and I walk by them. Like, ah, I'm not in the mood for that today. Every time I walk past the fish taco stand, I go, I want a fish taco. And I haven't stopped every single time. So I've been, you know, maybe I just had lunch or I'm running somewhere or whatever, but I never want to turn down one of your fish tacos. The, to me, it's like a perfect food. It's, so, it's, it's light, and it's delicious, and it's just fantastic. So, anyway, and you're a fun guy, too, of course, and it's your personality that makes the tacos, I think. Well, I think you might be the incentive for the, um, <clears throat> the, the catchphrase for my business, which is get hooked. Because, <laughs> you know, I have a lot of people saying that they become addicted 
to my tacos. I'm told I'm I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever shut down, I'm just, it's over for me. Yeah, I couldn't uh, live without. I your don't tacos. plan on doing that anytime soon. Good, good. So, Woody, when was the first taco? And uh, for you, taco. and was it in this city? The first taco that I ever made was in my backyard, probably in 2000, maybe even before. Uh, I used I used to do a lot of fishing, and uh, here in New come, Orleans, he, here in New Orleans. Well, you know, I'd go from you know, in the surrounding areas. Okay. And I'd always come home with fish, and I wasn't working too much. I was just kind of living the quiet life in New Orleans, and uh, I'd go out fishing once a week with a friend of mine. I'd come back with a bunch of fish, and I'd experiment with different ways of cooking it. And I was spending, at the same time, I was spending some time in San Diego. And so I was, I was running a, helping to run a big festival called Street Scene out in San Diego. And uh, I just got into the fish taco culture and came back and co-created it with my partner at the time, um, a friend of mine who I was living with. And she and I kind of came up with this recipe for fish tacos. And the thing, the thing that happened with my fish taco that really set it over the top was we came up originally with a tartar sauce. And what happened is I changed the pickles in the tartar sauce with jalapenos, and all of a sudden it became a ramelade sauce. Uh. And I think that's what kind of sets my taco apart from other tacos. I, you know, I don't tell people it's the best taco they'll ever eat, but I do tell them it's probably one of the more unique tacos they'll ever eat because I have never heard of ramelade sauce being paired with a taco before. Now, this was partly her idea? This was her. This was partly her idea. So she's like the Peter Best or whatever of the. You know, she got left out of the mix. She comes helps you come up with the idea, and then now now you're the one who's uh, getting all the glory from it. <laughs> yeah. And but I bet you she's doing okay too wherever she is. Somebody that's that. Creative, yeah, she's you know? doing okay. I mean, she bowed out on her own accord. She right. she never wanted the limelight. Well, Peter Best quit too, no. didn't he? Didn't he like quit the Beatles? He didn't get fired. Yeah, but I think he, he was bitter about it after they became so successful. Yeah, after they became successful, sure. <laughs> well, you don't know how she is right now. She could be furious right now. She could be internally. furious. Furious, but I think with a new baby in her life, uh, she's got other things to worry about <laughs> or be happy about. Yeah. Uh, so, so tell us more about this fish taco. So, how did it become a business? So, the way it became a business, believe it or not, was through this event, Street Scene. Um, through Street Scene, I used to work with a lot of the food vendors, and one of the food vendors that I met was this Thai woman named Nipa, and Nipa had the three most beautiful daughters in the world and I fell madly in love with one of her daughters and you know befriended the mom you know I figured that was the way in <laughs> okay moms be careful <laughs> and if Woody uh, starts taking interest in you it's your daughters through through working this event every year I think I, uh. I think I did street scene uh, seven years in a row and I befriended Nipa and Nipa was selling Thai food and I, I saw how she operated her food booth and so what happened was, I, it was in uh, 2005, in August of 2005, I remember it distinctly because it was about three weeks before the, uh, the life-changing event for all of us, and I was out at Street Scene in San Diego, and what had happened is the uh, venue changed and my job went away. Oh. So Nipa invited me to come out and share a food booth with her. And I had the last previous three or four years out at Street Scene, I had been selling, or not selling, but I had been making fish tacos. People would bring me fish. Uh, I remember one young lady, his father was a fisherman, and she brought me about 20 pounds of fresh yellowfin tuna. And all I did was make fish tacos the whole time. I had a keg in my little area where I used to drive my golf cart in, and we just had a big party all the time. So Was that for the people that work the festival, or 
get customers that join the festival. It was for people that work the festival. So, so you weren't ma- selling it. You so were like providing it. it I wasn't selling it. But in 2005, when my job went away, they invited me to come out and actually sell fish tacos at the festival. So I was very wow. good friend with the vendor coordinator, and Nipa allowed me to split a booth with her and split the costs. And my partner that I talked about earlier came out to San Diego, and her brother lived there. And together we produced uh, my, the Woody's Fish Tacos for the first time. In fact, my sign came from that event, the sign that I still use to this day. Oh, wow. And, you know, my friend John Hickey, who ran, it, who ran the uh, food vendor program, asked me, what do you want to call it? And I said, I don't know. He said, Woody's Fish Tacos. I said, <laughs> okay. You know, I don't think I would have eponymously named it, but <laughs> the fact that it got named that, I guess, fit. And, uh, that, and that was the beginning of it. So I came home, and, of course, uh, two weeks later, you know, we got smashed by the storm, and I didn't really give it much thought for a couple of years. And then in 2009, I guess it was the end of 2008, a friend of mine named Clara who had gone to the same college as I went to, who I was friends with, convinced me that I should apply to be a, uh, the Green Plate special vendor at the Crescent City Farmer's Market. So in March of 2009, I got the, the month of March, and I went out and cooked at the Crescent City Farmer's Market. And I'm pretty sure, yeah, Ray, that's where you had my yep. taco for the it was first that, time. It was, at, it was at the Farmer's Market. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, we used to have a staff meeting there every Tuesday <clears> morning. And, so yeah, I, and I had I, a guy. I remember like going crazy. I couldn't concentrate on anything else after having the taco. I had I'm exaggerating, don't you, Margo? No, not at all, because I had a guy email me today asking who we were going to have on the show. And I said, Woody's Fish Tacos. And he he's uh, newly back to New Orleans by about a year. And uh, he said he had your tacos at the Ferret Fest, and he loved it. So I was like, oh, awesome. You know, it's it's nice when people are taking an interest and then... I say who it is, and they yeah. were they were thrilled. So I believe you. Uh, maybe I I don't I'm not saying I need other people to reinforce what you're you know right. you I believe you, <laughs> but um, I was you know it's it's just you, your your name is out there. The tacos are out there. Now what? fish tacos are more popular out in San Diego, aren't they? Because the the first time I ever had one was in San Diego. I remember about 2003, 2004. I'd never had one before. Yep, they are. They're, I mean, it's a California thing. And, and the closer to Mexico you get in California, the more popular fish tacos are. Huh. Um, so what's traditionally in the California fish taco? And, I mean, you told us a little bit about the jalapeno. But tell us what that is and how you've made it your own. Here. The California fish taco would be a fried piece of fish, generally. And sometimes they'll do it with that beer batter, which is a, a Baja-style taco. Baja. And they'll put it with a, a cabbage salad, but usually it's a, it's a coleslaw, a mayonnaise cabbage salad. And then they'll always serve some type of salsa with it. Is that a Mexican influence? That's, it's definitely a Mexican influence. I was going to say, yeah. you just described the one at Taqueria Corona. That's, the, exactly, the, that's, that's exactly what theirs has. Yeah, they, yeah. they definitely have a, a California-style yeah. taco, Baja-style taco. So what I decided to do was make it a New Orleans taco. I, and, you know, the biggest, the biggest part about that, aside from the Ramelade sauce, which I already talked about, is the blackened fish. Yeah. You know, there's, that's a very New Orleans way of cooking fish. Right. You know, putting spice on that fish, putting it on a hot skillet, and blackening it. Right. And uh, it's probably the healthiest way that I, that I can think to cook fish. It's probably the most flavorful way that I can think mm. to cook the fish. And it re- really, like... The integrity of the fish really holds up well to that type of cooking. And it, it, you know, frying uh, frying food is not my favorite thing in the world. The equipment is 
you know, cumbersome and, and messy and it's just it's just a hassle. So I mean And it covers up the flavor of the fish it sometimes really does. if you I agree. So. Now, where do you get the tortillas from? Where, how, I, how get the, I get the tortillas. So about a year into it, I found, I sourced some tortillas, El Milagro tortillas. Okay. El Milagro is a company based out of Chicago, and they have, uh, they, cook t- they cook tortillas in Chicago, Houston, and Atlanta. And those are the, really the only markets for this product. Huh. And they make, they are no preservative taco uh, uh, tortillas. They're thick enough that you only need to use one of them. And they've got a lot of really good flavor to them. And once I found those, there was a distributor who came into town and brought them into Ideal Supermarket every week huh. because of, you know, the, the influx of the Latin American culture here in New Orleans after the storm. There's, you know, a big need for good fresh tortillas. And these, these were as good as they got. So I started to source those. And so I put in an order for them every week. They bring them in on a truck and I go meet the truck and pick them up. And, you know, cool. I got to use them usually within a week or two or else, you know, they have to get thrown away. Huh. All right. And well, it oh, well, go it's ahead. Like, it looks like this plus one is here. Should we take yes. a pause from this line of yes. conversation? We can. Who your plus one is? Absolutely. Who have you brought with us well, to, with tonight, you tonight? As I mentioned before, my, my real plus one is out in the car, but he's not allowed in the in the frost top. <laughs> is, is he, he a, is he a crazy drunk? Is he? No, uh, no. He's a he's a four legged furry creature Aww. that uh, you know the health department doesn't like that inside restaurants. Uh-huh. He's actually the CEO of the company. His name is Bug White Ears. Bug and, White Ears. Uh, he accompanies me on most on most events that I go to, but in lieu of Bug White Ears, I brought. One of the one of the more colorful New Orleans characters that I know, the number one oyster shucker, yes, in New Orleans, five time champion, Michael Woo. Rogers, probably all right, yeah, all right. Pro- probably best known to most old school people as the uh, resident oyster shucker at, at the wonderful Uglesitches, uh. um, but now he holds his residency over at Casamentos, and yes. you know they're open seasonally, so. We get them. We get them in the off season. And I, I try to put them to work with me, and I brought them up to uh, Virginia this summer to do a festival with me up there. And Michael held court and shucked a bunch of oysters. All right. and, uh, you know. How many? <laughs> How many? Tell us. Three thousand. You shuck, You personally shucked three thousand oysters. Yeah. Well, well, we give two sacks away. Twenty eight hundred. Twenty eight hundred. Twenty eight hundred oysters. Yeah. Man. All right. I guess. So and how long was the this. festival? Okay. And uh, how many days? Three-day festival. Wow. So about a thousand a day. All right, and you have all ten of your digits still. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> still ready. Wow. A thousand a day. Okay. So if you did, let's see. So if you did ten hours, you didn't do ten hours a day. No, you were not working oh, yeah. that long. Wow. Really? We're Close. not shucking. We were. Well, we were probably shucking for about eight hours a day. So yeah. you're doing 120 an hour. So that's like, yeah, that's like two a minute. Like every 30 seconds, you're shucking an oyster. Oh yeah. Well, all day long. Our savant over here is figuring it out. Yeah. That's that incredible. I'm really that good at which is incredible. My eighth grade math or his shucking the oysters. <laughs> his shucking the oysters. And that's actually figure that out. Math, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's about mm-hmm. all I got left. Wow. Well, you know, we've want, we've Margo and I have talked about when we talk about guests to have and invite, you know, we have these meetings and your name's come up a whole bunch of times. I just haven't wow. gone around to get over there to Casamos and invite you because they're never open. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, hours. yeah, the hours are kind of funky, but uh, I love Casamos. But yeah, we, we wanted to have you. So this is well, great that we got a bonus thank now. You. We got uh, we got, Glad we got to be here. two uh, A-listers here. That's great. Uh-huh. So what makes you a, a champion oyster shucker? Like, what's the difference? Why did you win five times? Is it speed? Is it accuracy? 
Is it, I mean, what, what are the qualities of, uh, first of all, in the championships that you participate in? What's that like? And then also, like, in the restaurant settings you're in, what distinguishes a good oyster shucker from something that's not as good? Well, I, I, I noticed some of the oyster shuckers that they shuck oysters on the wrong side of the shell. Really? Yeah. So shucking on the wrong side of the shell leads you to come back to the beginning where the eye is located in the shell. That sounds like it's a so big mistake to me. Ha, can you tell me without showing me yeah. what, what that means? Like if well, I'm holding an oyster, what, how would, do you have to? Most oysters are shaped like a half a moon. Uh-huh. So you, you hold it back towards your left. And the eye should be in the middle of the center of the oyster where I go at to prime it open. Okay. And, um, and my speed helped me out besides the presentation, you know. The so the presentation matters too, like the style that you do it in. If you have like more of a style to it, that right. that, that contributes yeah, to it too. Yeah, because if you open it on the right side of the shell, it's gonna sit firmly. But if you open it on the wrong side of the shell, it might just slip off. It's not so the wrong side is the side where uh, the where it's not the hinge; it's the other side, right? Right. You okay. have a deep leaning. In, inside the shell. So why would somebody prefer that's in a competition? They got to be a professional. Why would they prefer to do the wrong side of the shell? Well, uh, some of the places like Drago's and Casamento um, too. They do shell grill oysters now. That's the thing now. Everybody's trying to do the shell grill, so they yeah. prefer to put their oysters on the wrong side of the shell. Which is because it sits too, better. Because it then you more can sauce. Yeah, now okay. I know you're an oyster like shucker, too. Yeah. Okay. I, I can speak to this because I was, prior to uh, being a fish taco man, I was an oyster shucker for a few years. Yeah, more sauce. And uh, what he's talking about, the wrong, Michael says the wrong side of the shell is the deep the deep part. There's a, uh, there's a shallow side and a deep side. Uh-huh. And what he's saying is he shucks it and serves it on the shallow side, whereas a lot of shuckers, whereas a lot of shuckers are serving that oyster on the deep side. Oh, because they're because it'll hold the liquor. Them? It'll hold the liquor. And yeah, oh. when you're when you're char grilling, you want to serve it in the deep side because you can put more sauce in there and, and it's going to slip off if it's served oh, on the shallow side. Oh, I got it. <laughs> Interesting. But as far mm-hmm. as the presentation goes, I mean, I just learned this. You know, after shucking oysters for several years, I just learned this uh, out in Virginia when we did this festival. Michael was kind of giving me a hard time because at one point they took him away to go do a television interview, and I took over shucking for about a half an hour. And, uh, you know, I haven't shucked in a while. And, and he, came he came back, back and told horrified. me he came back and told me I was shucking on the wrong side of the oyster. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, OK, I'll tell you what I think a bad oyster shucker is. A bad oyster shucker is when I find those itty bitty shards of like razor sharp shell in there right. when I'm eating and I want to be looking for it. And I, you know, and I pull one out of the roof of my mouth. That's a bad oyster shucker. That's a to bad me. oyster shucker. Yeah, that happens to yeah. me sometimes even in New Orleans. Yeah, uh-huh. that I, never happens with you, right? Right, right. You don't get no shells with me. <laughs> but I was at a place that, um, last week. They had this new thing they're trying to do with the shell grill oyster, but they're trying to turn the shell grill into a, a Rockefeller shell grill oyster. A Rockefeller oh, char grill So oyster. like a spinach type sauce on it and grill it and grill yeah. at the same time. Well, that's different. Okay. How was that? <laughs> Besides, you know, normally put it in, in the oven to bake. Right, 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 right. But I tried it. It was pretty good. It was good. Okay. Uh-huh. So what you're saying is it's an oyster Rockefeller, but it's grilled in, like the char grilled oysters are instead of baking the, the spinach right. and all right. that. Yeah. Right, Oh, that sounds interesting. Now, do you have opinions about people's putting sauce on it? You know, like, uh, do, you, yeah. do you prefer someone to come in and, and just eat it out of the shell? Or are you not picky like I'm that? It picky. doesn't bother you it if somebody slaps. 
So you put some ketchup, ketchup on top of it or something. You're not going to get right. offended. No. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you one thing. I used that I used to do when I, I shocked even oysters. I make a special sauce from. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've, I've had your sauce at Casamento's. The uh, yeah. The olive oil. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. Tell us about that. Well, I started doing it at Uguis's because a lot of people used to come in, didn't know how to make a cocktail sauce. So I just started mixing some stuff up with the olive oil. You know, some people use Lee and Perry with Tabasco sauce. So I switched stuff from Lee and Perry to olive oil and from Tabasco to Louisiana. Yes, that's a big improvement if you ask me. Mm-hmm. No, no disrespect to Tabasco, but yeah, I like Louisiana Yeah, I thought better. that t- Tabasco carry a lot of vinegar. Yeah. And Louisiana is just pure. It's thicker pure too, flavor. right? Yeah. yeah, it's redder and thicker. Better. Yeah. I, I would try. I would try to encourage people. The f- a lot of times you get someone walking up very, uh, trep- with a lot of trepidation, looking at you, and you know it was their first time trying an oyster. And and uh, usually I tell them it's like you either love it or you hate it. Yeah. But the first time someone tried an oyster, I would always encourage them to use nothing more than a squeeze of lemon on that oyster so they could just get a, a taste the first time for what the, the essence of that oyster. Say, huh. take one bite very carefully mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe two bites and then swallow it. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, just to get a taste of the, of the sea. And, you know, yeah. as far as sauce goes, and I let them kind of do what they wanted to. Huh. But everyone's got their own opinions about sauce. I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. Huh. Did yeah. you ha- learn from somebody or did you learn yes, by doing uh, it? Yugosich. <coughs> Mr. Yugosich. Mr. Yugosich, who's my mentor. Uh, how old were you when he became your mentor? In 73. In 73. So you were, you were two years old at the time, right? <laughs> yeah, Handling 73. Knives. 73, I just came in sweeping the floor. It took about 75 when I really start. Wait, so you came in there just to sweep the floors, and you end up being the greatest oyster shucker in the greatest oyster town in America. Yeah. That's We're calling him the Drew Brees of oyster shuckers. You are yeah. Yeah. the Drew Brees of oyster shuckers. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I used to just go clean up behind these guys at Brown Velvet. You know, you had the, yeah. the milk place right across the street. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. After work, all the guys would come over having beer. You know, you sell beer and smoke a cigarette. That's when you can smoke in a place. Right. Mm-hmm. Back, yeah, before the city council you got involved. You could smoke yeah, while shucking one. oysters? No, no, no. The guys that would be Oh, drinking. coming in. Okay. You know, okay. I was still in school. I was just coming there after school, helping clean right. up because he's from 9 to 4. Huh. He never opened up at night. Huh. No weekends. Really? Yeah, you go sit That's a lifestyle. A what is, it's a what lifestyle. Is up with, the, with the oyster people that way, okay? Like, not the <laughs> ones in the quarter because they, they're going after the tourists, but everybody else, like uptown especially, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're hardly ever open. I know, that, I, I know it has something to do with the season and all that kind of stuff, but like Casamento's, it kills me because I love that place so much. Wh- why no. is it? And what? I crave it. And it's, it's op- what is it open? Like four months a year, five months a year, nine, only like three nine or four? Months. Nine, nine months. Okay, it feels like four. But it's only open <laughs> like, what, four days a week or something? And Five. All right, five days like a week. <laughs> <laughs> You're lying. And what's no. the times? What's the times? And 14 from hours a day, right? No. Tuesday, from Tuesday to Wednesday, it's like 11 to 2. Okay, yeah, see, that's, that's what I'm talking weird. about. That's what come I'm talking on. about. Three hours. Come on. Yeah. Come on. And so, I mean, we want more. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday is from 11 to 2, okay. from 5.30 to 9. All right, well, okay. that's a little better, but that's still not much. I know. And you're saying the same thing about the other place. So, like, what's the deal? Is that that a traditional thing or just? Yeah. um, You know, their parents, our grandparents kind of old. They only went out during the winter months for oysters and never served oysters in the summertime. Probably back then when they didn't have refrigeration. Uh, It was only cold. Right. So fresh and cold and uh, seasonal. You really want to eat oysters when it's cold. 
In yeah. fact, uh, Michael and I are talking about putting on a little oyster event this January. You know, really? Well, they throw this oyster festival in June, and it's like 100 degrees I out, and, and uh, right. people are out there. People are out there eating oysters in, in 90 degree weather, and to me, that's just not very appealing. I'm thinking huh. January is the time it's you want better. to be eating oysters, and people will go outside in the cold weather to eat oysters. Well, I'm can Ray and I have an oyster eating contest at your festival? Absolutely. You'll in lose. fact, a Really? You can't, well, no, I don't know. You can't use you, your hand. Yes. You've never you seen me eat, head. though, Ray. That's a good point. I'm a, I seem like here, a petite. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Any, yeah, that's true. You got a lot. You got a lot of passion, and you grew up here. Those are the ingredients. And I just, I'm competitive. Eating. And you're competitive. And just to, yeah, I can see that. To run well, you let me the tell you what you might. Now. I'm kind of scared. Let me tell you what you might want to try. Michael does this thing that's unique to any oyster shucker I've ever seen. It's called the airborne oyster. What? Michael, tell them about the airborne oyster. What is yeah. that? It's the oyster where that you stand like about 12 feet away, and I open the oyster and flips it in your mouth. <laughs> what the hell? So like, so like, like, so like the Japanese steakhouse, eye. right? Yeah. <laughs> so the I think one, hibachi, I think I one hibachi of, guy. One little, one Why little thing. Why have you done this for me before? I've been in there a hundred times. I did it for Guy Ferrari on Diners, Drive-ins, and Dives. Oh, so you got to be a celebrity to get this? Not really. He oh, did it on no. TV in Norfolk with my with uh, with my manager Lacey. She she did like a sliding catch and you know wow. it was very dramatic. She caught it. Okay, on TV. so so what's your rate of uh, of people catching it? Like what's what percentage of people actually get in their mouth and not on their lap or in their um, ear or whatever? Maybe sixty to seventy percent. Wow. Okay, and that's probably a lot. Their mistake too. You're yeah, probably yeah because you're hitting strikes every time. Yeah, because they don't and, want me to do it right. too much. It's too attractive. <laughs> well, at, at our event, we're going to have a competition for the, to see who can do the the longest yeah. airborne oyster catch. Wait, who else Fine. does it? Oh, catch, catch. We're going. He's going to be throwing. Mike's going to be the Mike's going to be the okay. one pitching them because he's the, he's, pit yeah, he's the only one that does this. Yeah. But we're going to see. You know, we're going to we're going to weed people out by how far they can go back and catch them. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Oh nice. man, I love this. Okay, so so if A Rod, you know, remains suspended or whatever, uh, you know, this could be a gimmick for him. It could be a yeah. gimmick for A Rod. Right, right. This would be kind of up his alley. I did it in Virginia <laughs> as a uh, demo. Did a demo of it in Virginia. Yeah, Marcus <laughs> Colston. He could he could catch one. There yeah. you go. There we go. He yeah, could have celebrity <laughs> oyster catchers. Yes, and see if the possibilities yeah. are endless. Yeah, we'll see if the, if the skills transfer, right? Exactly. Like between being a wide receiver, exactly. like does that help you be a better oyster catcher? Oh man, this so, could, be, this could uh, become like a, a a competitive sport in New Orleans. A couple of years out, we're laughing, but it could be born right here, right now. Yeah, a friend of mine asked me to open up a shucking school, so I came up with a name. A shucking school. Yes. What is it? Oh shucky. Oh, shuck you. <laughs> oh, shuck you. Nice. <laughs> uh-huh. Let me just tell you one more thing Copyright about Copyright that shuckers. fast because we're going to have a as, bunch as of far, listeners. Uh, Some, someone else is going to open one I, tomorrow. I've had, <laughs> I've had several women inquire about oyster shucking. What New Orleans does not have that I know of is a woman oyster shucker. If there is a woman out there that wanted to the become last, an oyster shucker, glass ceiling. I'm going to tell you the they, oyster could, they could make so much money. A woman, a good woman oyster shucker could guy. kill it. Yeah, I, I, just kidding. Look, I mean, the Here you are making a feminist like uh, manifesto, and I ruin it like that women by objectifying. Could, a woman oyster yeah. shucker. Now let me just tell y'all. I know this isn't about me, but I've only before this show, yeah. I've only talked in public once in my life, and it was in debate. When you're a kid, you have to do a debate mm-hmm. thing in school, and I didn't want to have to talk, but I I wanted to do something with my hands. So I spent several nights in the French Quarter in, when I was in eighth grade, 
and I gone. learned how to shuck oysters. What? <laughs> so I got up there in front of my whole class and yeah. shucked oysters. Wow. How many and, did you shuck? Oh, about just six? a few. Yeah, just a few. I mean, it really was all about just being able to you do it to do once. It. Right, right, but right. Wait, so you're the first female oyster shucker. Well. <laughs> but you didn't get discovered. Well, no, you need to be able to shuck. Josh Gibson in the Negro Leagues or something like that. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, like you, you, you toil at this and then like you don't become famous because of, well, of I discrimination. Well, I didn't toil, but, but I would. It's because you're a woman. That's If why. you're looking for a female oh. apprentice, I believe uh-huh. in apprenticeship. So. Wow. Well, we need to get you up to where you can do 3,000 over the course of a three-day weekend. Takes, you know? uh, no. It takes a little I mean, practice. <laughs> it takes a strong wrist. A strong wrist. That's the thing, too. Let's mm-hmm. see. Like, no. you, like, okay, you know bowlers, a lot of times, they're, professional bowlers have, like, a gut, and they don't look athletic at all, but then they have this really cut right arm or whatever it is from <laughs> all the bowling. What do you have from oyster shucking? What muscle do you have that's, oh, my gosh, look at that. It's that forearm. Oh, dude, yeah. Is that yeah. what causes, uh, is that the aphrodisiac in oysters, the shucker? Right. Or is that true that <laughs> right. oysters really have Treat them the... like a lady, they're open easy. You treat them hard, they're going to give you a hard time. Uh, <laughs> well, well, here's, a very, here's a very important thing to know about a shucker. You, you to be a good shucker, you not only have to know how to open oysters, but you got to be a jiver as well. That was my downfall. Yeah. I wasn't much of a jiver. I was a very grumpy oyster shucker. <laughs> but, oh. you know, they, I got called one day to do a, a commercial for uh, Blue Runner Beans. This guy called me up and said, yeah. hey, we're looking for an oyster shucker to come do this commercial. I said, look, I'll tell you what. I'll come over, but I'm going to bring you somebody. You don't want me. You know, you want you want my buddy Michael. So I brought Michael over. Next thing you know, Michael's on That's the blue. That's right. You are beans. in those commercials. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I I got him that gig, and I gave it. You know, I gave up that my chance to start him. It could have been me, but I tell I you, I just don't. I don't beans. have the personality. Yeah, he would have run Blue Runner into the ground. It was <laughs> <laughs> so you want to hear a line? What's that? Want to hear a line? Yes. After shucking oysters hard all day, so when I get home, all I want to do is open up a can of Blue Runner's red beans. <laughs> <laughs> And I'll awesome. tell you, the guy you all is soaking in slow cooking fire. The guy met Michael. Ah. The guy met Michael, and Michael did his little audition. And, he, and I think just to be nice to me, he said, "All right, do you want to, you know, say some of the lines?" And I said one line. He goes, "Okay, thanks." You know, <laughs> he didn't even. Like, he now, didn't give you. This he didn't is give the aphrodisiac part. <laughs> yeah, you know what they say about oysters, huh? Maybe it's true about beans too. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, we have to ask y'all now yep. some questions from this book that uh, came out a little after, 10 years after you first started shucking oysters from the 1980s. So you, can you give us your favorite number, Michael, between 1 and oh, 200? we're starting with the guests this time, huh? Yes. Okay. We're going to start Switch with the out. guests. And I'm going to let you one. read it. I'm going to read it? Oh, yes. okay. Wow, we're just mixing everything up tonight. So My favorite number? Yeah, between yeah. 1 well, and 217. You know, just, you know, he used to give out these numbers, and people just be enjoying their eating up in a restaurant, talking. And I have to call out, number 22! And they'll be raising <laughs> their hands. And when I say 6 to 9, they get all excited. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I bet Here you're not the first one to choose that. All right, okay. we got it. Oh, my favorite number. <laughs> Your favorite number is 69. Okay. <laughs> this is not a sexy question, I don't think. Um, so. Let's see. If a friend were almost always late, oh boy, this is dull. Would you resent it or simply allow for it? Can you be counted on to be on time? The guy from the, that wrote this book's not from New Orleans, I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's late here. It's like, what? What's late mean? So you, does it bother you when people are late? Um, sometimes, but not uh, most of the time if they're 
really, really late. Are you really late sometimes? <laughs> no. You're pretty punctual, right? Yeah. <laughs> if you're the boss, it bugs the heck out of you. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah. So what times does it bother you? When, when, when does it bother you most when, uh, when somebody's late? Late for what? what? What bugs you the most? Yeah, well, when I'm busy shucking ices for the customers, and they're supposed to have another shucking shucker for CJ, uh. and he's not there. So I can't shuck. They just close my bar down, and uh, I just have to shuck for for the kitchen and you know for the sugar oysters. That's no fun. Cause then you're not interacting with the public either and stuff. And yeah, yeah, because right. they be really wanting to eat at the bar, and right. they, I can't serve them there. Now, how does that work? You're back there, and you're not the one serving people. They're, the servers are getting the oysters. So you get a share of the tips too, or uh, yeah, I have my own share. Oh, you got your own, you get your own share. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just wondering about that. Okay, your turn. 77. 77. My right. old college football number. <laughs> okay, you're going for double holy right there. Okay, 7-7. Seven, seven. Do you – oh, college football. We've got to ask about that in a second. Okay, I almost missed that. Do you feel ill at ease going alone to either dinner or a movie? What about going on a vacation by yourself? You ever do anything by yourself? I, I do so much by myself. I do not feel <laughs> ill at ease doing anything by myself. I, but I did get a little I did get a little tired of going on vacation myself because I went to I've been to so many really awesome, amazing places by myself. Sometimes you feel like I just want to share this with somebody. Yeah. And, you know, especially this beach house in Mexico that I have access to. I've been down there by myself like three or four times. And I said, I'm not going back unless I bring some friends with me. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. It's like, you know, oh, tree falls in the woods, uh, nobody hears exactly. it. Exactly. No know? one believes you when you tell them how amazing it is. But I, let me tell you, this house in Mexico is in Tulum on the beach, and it, it's amazing. Ooh. Well, who would you like to go with if you could bring somebody uh, with you? I'd like to bring my dog with me. <laughs> but, uh, Again, the dog. Okay. Yeah, decide, yeah. Wait, what are they? <laughs> but if, uh, if, if you could invite any person right now. Who would you? Who would Any you one person right now. I'd invite my friend Catherine, who's sitting over there. All right. But she's so busy lately that I uh, can't get out of town. <laughs> she looks like she'd enjoy Mexico, though. Yeah, you ought yeah, to ask her afterwards. Enjoy, yeah. She'd enjoy Mexico. Yeah. Well, I saw you invite somebody to something once. Can I talk about this? Can I mention this? Absolutely. Okay. So this is I, I've, I've, I, I, I was astounded this day. It was at the farmer's market. Love the farmer's market so much. Crescent City we talked about. I'm there, and I, and, I, and I run into, I see Jennifer Coolidge, you know? She looks exactly like Stifler's mom. No difference whatsoever, you know? It's the same <laughs> as she did 10 years ago, right? So I said something goofy to her, like, oh, I'm a big fan or something. I can't remember what I said, but I got a picture of her. And then I'm walking past your thing, and she's making fun of me to you. <laughs> and I just met this loser over there and said he's my biggest fan or something. Or there was my biggest fan. I can't remember what it was. And then you guys were talking and laughing. And I went over to buy some food, and I do something else. I come back like 20 minutes later, and you're still talking to her. And you're not making any tacos. you got somebody else making the tacos, and you're, like, really into her. And then, like, an hour went by or something. It went up forever. And then I went by, and I said, what, what happened? And you went, I asked her to the mom's bowl. And I never heard the, and I, I never asked you what the, what the aftermath Did you guys end up going to the mom's bowl together? We didn't go to the mom's bowl together jennifer's kind of tough to tie down but she she was very interested in going to the mom's ball well, i could tell yeah because she was hanging out with you for well, like an hour she's become a good friend of mine okay, in okay. fact we just was did that the a, day you met um i'm believe that might have been the day that we met so it might have been me even so you could invite her been. to tulum <laughs> oh, i could if, invite if your i could friend invite, over here can't go i could invite jennifer to tulum I, she's dating she's dating a guy i just went to a we just did a party at her house i've Ever since that connection at the farmer's market, whenever she she calls me usually about 24 hours before she's having a party for like 
20 to 30 people and ask me if I can do the party for. Now, this is the actress? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this yeah. is the actress, okay. Jennifer oh, She's in all, like, the uh, yeah. best in show and, like, all those yeah. movies. Who's the, what's the name of the, the, the guy who makes all Christopher those Christopher Guest. Christopher yeah, Guest. Yeah. She's, like, in all the, the recent Christopher Guest movies. Okay. Yeah. She's great. She's a, she's a character, and she's become a good friend of mine, and she calls me when she comes to town. She usually loses my number, can't find it, calls me about 24 hours before she needs me, and... I try to make myself available for her. So do you make and fish tacos for her? Do you do other stuff? Yeah, too? no, we, yeah. we usually make fish tacos and whatever, you know, other little Have tidbits you had she wants. Michael, has Michael shucked oysters Michael has party? not shucked oysters at her house yet. Because I think that would be a, a I great think would. addition I think it would to too. her party repertoire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, With her, all, all it takes is, hey, I can bring an oyster shucker for you, too. <laughs> Maybe right. The problem is... When I'm really busy in my busy season is when Michael's busy season is. So he's oh. working at Casamento's a lot of times, Fair and enough. it's a Saturday night, and you know I can't get him to work because he's got right. a, a regular job. So right. I've got a few other guys that I call on to come shuck for me as well. Well, now I should have clarified, or somebody should have at the beginning of this. Maybe some of our listeners don't know this; they're not familiar. And we have people around the country too, since so I'm just New Orleans. So um, your your uh, business is not you don't have a brick establishment, brick and mortar place. It's a uh, you, you're at festivals and at markets, and you have a couple regular gigs you do. I know, like the Fret Market, and the, and you'll do. You're in the cycle of Crescent City, and then you do private parties. But that, I mean, that's how you that's how you roll, right? You don't have uh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. your whole all your equipment is basically like what in a truck, basically. Yeah, right? well, I have a van that we transport things around. I actually have two vans that we transport things around because we've gotten to where we can do uh, definitely two and sometimes three events simultaneously. Really? I have enough equipment, and uh, usually I can get a, enough helpers to help out with that and um yeah we just we just roll we'll start at the the last weekend of august here coming up and then we'll go straight through till about the week before christmas and we'll be we'll be out probably on average of two or three times a week doing something um so where does the fish come from where do you where do you get it i get my fish from american seafood company they're out in gentilly okay um it's a it's a family-run business the people that the people that run the business are just fantastic, great people, and they're catching it locally. I guess, um, right? They buy from fishermen that catch the fish locally, right? Um, all within probably a hundred mile radius of New Orleans. I got turned on to them by my friend Anthony Montalbano, who owns Two Tony's Restaurant. Oh yeah, uh, he used to be my fishing partner. Every Monday, Anthony and I used to go fishing down in Hopedale. And when I started up this business, Anthony said, "Hey, give uh, American Seafood a call," and at the time I was really small and they were the only company out there that really wanted my business. And as I've grown, you know, they've, they've been able to accommodate me and they provide me with a, a beautiful, fresh product. And they, you know, so I can call it. Did you go up there and get, I it go up how? there and pick it up. I mean, I really like Leon. Um, she works, she's the, uh, kind of the office manager there and the partner. Does of she have a owner. daughter? Uh, she does have a daughter. I'm just teasing you. <laughs> but a young daughter. A very young daughter. You always no, notice no. the daughters. <laughs> no, 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 no. Leon's daughter is off limits. She's, I think, in high school. But, um, you know. Yeah, you got to have, you gotta have I some go limits. Up, you got to have some boundaries, Woody. No, Leon, Leon's <laughs> a real good friend of mine. And uh, I go up there, and I just chat with her, and I get the fish. And, you know, it's the type of company. They're not open on Sundays, but I could call them on Saturday night at midnight and say, I'm in a bind. And the owner of the company will show up on Sunday morning and, and cut me 50 pounds of fish. Wow. So that's where I get my fish from. Um, I went away from them for like a month, and it was a bad experience. And I realized that, you know, if it seems too good to be true, it's too good to be true. <laughs> All right. So, so uh, what are you going to say? So I'm learning something new this summer. What's that? How to cook. I learned how to cook gator. Gator. Uh, drum. 
Yeah, Mike. Mike cooked it. Mike cooked it at an event we did down at Dirty Linden night uh, really? two weeks ago, yeah. and uh, we've introduced a new taco out in out in Virginia. It's a, a alligator enough. pork sausage taco. An alligator right. pork sausage taco. It's it's uh, we get bulk sausage Jacket from face. Creole Country Sausage, who puts out an amazing product, and they're another local like just yeah. salt of the earth New Orleans family run company, and they sell me this bulk sausage, and it cooks up like ground meat, so it's really easy to portion. And you could find that people outside of New Orleans go nuts when they see the word alligator yeah, because yeah. of these shows that are on TV. So up in Virginia, <laughs> they were waiting in line for like an hour and a half to eat our alligator yeah. sa- taco. And, and we also did a duck and chicken sausage taco as well. Oh, nice. And so I think we're going to add them to the, well, to this the up in taco. This was, well, this was the first time I did it was up in Virginia, but I'm, I'm going to bring it into New Orleans now. I used to do a... A slow roasted pork taco, but in the hot months, it's do you drive your truck all the way up there, or do you have yeah, those well, locally use? The uh, the the uh, people that put on the event up in Norfolk actually paid for a truck to transport all our equipment up there. Oh wow! And also paid for a bus to transport some of the staff up there, and then we drove a van up. So I had a ten person contingent and. Also contracted to bring six thousand pounds of crawfish up there, which we sold every single crawfish. Wait, you you carted six thousand pounds? Well, of crawfish we up we there trucked it did? up. We had a truck up there. In fact, American Seafood arranged to have that delivered for me up there. Wow! So I went through them. I mean, that that because that was a big stress for me. I was like, how am I going to get six thousand pounds of crawfish to Virginia? And you know, I told. I mean, how many pounds of fish do you go through when you do, like, say, the fret market or something? How many pounds of fish you do? Like, fifty pounds? Or? Yeah, fifty pounds. Uh, so six thousand is not the scale you're used to, right? I mean, that's well, no, big. I'm talking about six thousand pounds of crawfish for just that the event. Crawfish. Just crawfish. I mean, for fish for that event, maybe that's we went different. through a couple hundred pounds of fish <laughs> 3, at that event. Three thousand oysters. Yeah. That was the same one. That was the same one. We all have Golly. a different booth. We had four oh, different okay. booths. I was running four booths at that event. So Man, were you stressed out about that? I know you seemed kind of chilled. That, must have, that would freak me out. I was a little stressed out um, beforehand, but once it gets running, it's one of those things like once an event starts, it's like a, a avalanche. You can't stop it. It just it, it takes on its own life, and it, it just goes. You know, All you got to do is kind of direct it and get out of the way. So, Woody, how did you get to where you're at? I mean, you, you're mysterious to me. Okay, so you have an MBA from Emory, right? That's correct. Prestigious school in Atlanta, we know, right? And you are from New York. And you, what else did you do? You were, you did, uh, didn't you do like marketing or planning for the Olympics? In yeah, I, no. Well, I was in corporate sales. I went and got my MBA. Corporate sales with, is not. You do not look yeah, like you're in corporate sales. I used to, I used to walk around with a briefcase and a suit and tie. I went to get my MBA. While I was getting my MBA, I realized I wanted no part of the corporate world. While I was in, I went to graduate school in Atlanta because the Olympics were going to be there, and I wanted to get involved with the Olympics. At the time, I thought I wanted to be a corporate sponsorship. You know, how old are you at this guy. point when this is going on? Um, I was 33 years old, I think, back okay, then. Okay. Something like that. Oh, so um, you're older than you look. Okay. I took a semester. Um, while I was in graduate school, I took a semester and went to Australia because I played that to where Sydney got awarded the next Olympic Games after Atlanta. And so I said, hey, you know, I want to get involved in the Olympics. And Sydney got awarded the Olympics, so I want to go over and take a semester in <laughs> no, Australia. No, we only have to work, work every four years. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I got to Australia, and all I did was fish. And I, I, re, I rediscovered my love for fishing, which led me directly to the whole fish taco world because that's what happened. I came back to New Orleans. You know, when I moved to New Orleans after this whole experience in graduate school and having re-found my love for fishing in Australia, and I started fishing in New Orleans. And because I had fish all the time, then I came up with the whole fish taco concept. And then, you know, several years later, it became my vocation. So you've, so, been, you've been hooked on the fish your whole life, and yet... Uh 
you know, and yet you didn't start selling them professionally until what your mid forties, right? Early forties, early forties, mid forties. Yeah. yeah. I, well, the thing was, I as a young as a young child, my father used to take me fishing, and I kind of you know through late high school years, college years, you know, corporate years, I didn't fish at all. You know, I was living in Chicago. I mean, there wasn't a lot of opportunity to fish up in Chicago. But it was it was when I went back to Australia and I met this man um, in this town about five hours north of Sydney and he just kind of showed me the way again. You know, like I spent about a month straight where when you you know, when you fish over a course of two or three weeks, you, you develop the cycle for the tides and the moon and how the fish react to all the different elements. And you start to kind of huh. feel at one with nature and you you really you really get it into your blood like this is how you catch fish. You know, you understand it. And I, I kind of brought that back to New Orleans, and you know, I would go fishing in Grand Isle, and you know, I usually Honestly, catch are fish. Are you able to do here. that now? I mean, now that you're so you've gotten so busy and big with your business, do you are you able to take time off and, and do that or no? During the busy seasons, not as much as I'd like to, but I'm trying to develop a manager for my business so that I can step away from a lot of the smaller things and free my time up to do volunteer work i like to i really enjoy doing events over at the edible schoolyard i've got oh, right. several School. several of yeah. the people that have helped me out in business are over work over at the edible schoolyard and right. i i go over there and i do events with the kids different you know third graders and seventh graders did an iron chef competition over there last year you did yeah okay tell us about that <laughs> we, mm-hmm. we had like seven chefs out there they gave us a a table full of of goods and we had to make you know a specialty what was yours I, take one guess. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen the show. Well, we were, we were allowed. We were allowed to bring one ingredient of okay. our own, and I brought ramalad sauce. Oh, nice! And they had tortillas there, and so the kids. <laughs> the, first, the kids wanted to make a spaghetti taco, and I said, "Well, I don't wow. know. I don't know if that'll impress the judges." So we made. We ended up making a ground turkey taco, nice. and uh, I, you know, I was actually told by one of the judges that we should have won, but we ended up. Not winning. So this was on TV. You made the cut and all yeah, that. Yeah, no, no. This is not just that the edible schoolyard was. Oh, oh, I thought yeah. this was the, yeah, yeah, this no, was no, the no, real no. show. Okay, okay, no, I got no. it. So, I got you. you know, we did we did a, a, you know, it was just a little fun day at the edible schoolyard. Well, I want to ask do, because Michael, you have a similar schedule with, well, seasonal Casamentos is closed. Are you? Do you enjoy fishing, or do you have something that you make time for when you're not uh, working so hard? No, I don't like fish. You don't like fish? <laughs> I don't like water. You don't like water? Uh-uh, but I do like music. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you, do you have the opportunity to go out and hear music as much as you would like? Yeah, I get out and go to, you know, clubs. And sometimes they let me have the mic, sing a song or something. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Mike knows all any, the oldies. In, do you play any <laughs> instruments? Or? Huh, I, so where have you sung before? In the clubs uptown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, which ones? Well, his and hers, uh, Detour. Yeah. Some clubs that's probably not around. Okay. Now. What do you like to sing? Can you give us a little. Uh, Teddy Pendergrass? Oh, come on. Can you. Dude, can give you us give one us line. Little, come on, come one on. line. Acapella. Can uh, you do it? Let's see. I know it's hard without it. I believe the time is sure to come when we all get together. And share this world as one. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. 
<laughs> Woody, can you sing? Nah. <laughs> You're blushing. You're, you, I we sing won't all, make I, you I do actually it. Sing all right. So you heard a I was in the all district chorus yeah. when I was yeah, in. Yeah, uh, good. You can sing. When I when I was in elementary school, I was a, I was a little bit of a. Uh, discipline you know problem for for some teachers and my music teacher put me in the all district chorus i think to get you in line yeah something i don't know what it was it softened me up a little bit yeah yes. oh. it was a good it was a, actually a good uh a good idea on her part it worked a little bit wow <laughs> well we're down to two minutes you guys have anything you need to plug uh any any upcoming ventures well this this event that i'm going to do in january it's still not completely official yet when it becomes official we'll let you guys know um but we're gonna bust yeah. out a fried oyster taco fried oyster taco fried oyster taco let me yes. tell you it's the bomb <laughs> it's the bomb oh man i have will you bring I want, it on yeah, the I show go into hibernation until january uh, have a we yeah. can we have them on have y'all on and oh we'd love to come on like the monday before or, you know bring some yeah. food into it, yeah. give you a little sample right. that, that would be, be amazing more fun on sunday and monday Okay. You're off on Sundays and Monday. Well, you're off almost every day if you're at Casamento's, right? Yeah, almost. <laughs> well, it feels like that to him. Yeah. In, in reality, Fridays it's not. Fridays and Saturdays <laughs> is a killer. Yeah. yeah. That's you know, enough work for a whole week. those people being at line and we close up at 2, we probably won't leave there until about 4 sometime and have to be right back at oh, wow. 5. Well, here's the thing. Could you work like 50, 60 hours a week shucking oysters? It would be too uh, demanding physically, right? I mean, you'd be like... You'd, you'd break a vertebrae or something at that point, right? Like what? Probably would, yeah. <laughs> I love that, though. Yeah. I love to be busy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we're out of time, Margo. This, that that mm-hmm. raced by. Gosh, all right. Well, uh, we'll, we'll maybe we'll have you back in January. That sounds like that would well, be yeah, great. Well, yeah, if you, if you have Michael yeah, right? back, have Michael back as your main guest, and he can bring a plus one. That's it. Okay, good. Yeah, we, uh-huh. we wonder who that'll be. All right. <laughs> Man, that would be a first to somebody bringing oysters to the show. We've had wine before, some of the wine guests brought wine, but oysters mm-hmm. would be amazing. Fried oyster taco, I can't wait. Well, uh, looks like we are out of time, unfortunately. Our special guest tonight on Midnight Menu Plus One was Woody, just Woody of Woody's Fish Tacos. And his, uh, his plus one was Michael Rogers of Casamento's and other famed uh, champion oyster shucker of New Orleans. You can find out about uh, their ventures and about Woody's Fish Tacos on our website on itsneworleans.com. We'll be posting that as soon as we post the show. Our show is recorded live at Ted's Frost Top on Claiborne Avenue in Calhoun in uptown New Orleans. Ted's is open seven days a week, serving first-class burgers, beer, and their awesome homemade root beer in a frosty mug. Midnight Menu Plus One is produced by Grant Morris, and Chris Keogh is our technical director. And this fabulous audio quality that you hear is by PreSonus Audio Electronics. It makes all kinds of wonderful things. Visit PreSonus.com for more information. You can get in touch with us here at Midnight Menu Plus One by going to our website. It's NewOrleans.com, and from there you can follow us on Twitter. Find us on Facebook, sign up for a mailing list, get all kinds of swag. Uh, and while you're at itsneworleans.com, you can listen to other episodes of Midnight Menu Plus One and our other shows, Happy Hour, Mindset, True to the Game, Vietnola, Out to Lunch, and others. And if you're listening to the show on iTunes, uh, please rate us and review us. It helps other people to find us. Midnight Menu Plus One is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. So we meet here again at Ted's Frost Top. I am Ray Kanata. And I'm Margo Moss. Thanks. Good night. You know Labor Day signals the unofficial end of summer, but not the end of your outdoor projects. 
Lowe's helps you do it right and helps you save with Labor Day deals throughout the store. Shop now and get two bags of Stay Green Potty Mix for $12. And keep your lawn looking neat and trim with a Craftsman 2-Cycle 17-inch gas string trimmer now $20 off at just $119. Whatever's still on your to-do list this Labor Day, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 828. Soil offer excludes Alaska and Hawaii, U.S. only.